Hi there, I'm Dr. Jesse Morse, and I'm one of the doctors here at the Osteopathic Center, and we are going to talk about ankle injuries today. This is episode number 11 of our new podcast series entitled Regenerative Medicine at the Osteopathic Center. So I've covered uh, a lot of different body parts so far, but we haven't covered the ankle. So in this one, we're going to talk about some of the different specific injuries of the ankle. I'm gonna to try to keep it relatively layman's terms, but I will get a little complicated uh, because unfortunately medicine can get a little complicated. Then um, I will talk about uh, the, the subtypes of each injury, uh, exactly how to diagnose it, and then how to treat it. So the most common injury in all of sports, in all of orthopedics, is an ankle sprain. Now there's three types of ankle sprains. There is a, and I have a little model here for those of you watching on our YouTube page. Um, there is a lateral ankle sprain, there is a medial ankle sprain, and then there's a high ankle sprain. So we'll, we'll start with the most common, and that's the high ankle sprain. So if you look at, at, at this foot model that I have here, we're gonna rotate it laterally so that I'm looking at, at the side of, of the ankle. The lateral ankle sprain is the most common injury in the ankle, uh, predominantly be because the little ligaments right here, there's three of them, they have a tendency to tear very easily and they don't heal very well. So uh, whenever we wear, uh, for women who wear high heels, or anything like that where they're, they're, the base of their foot is unstable, there's a chance they can roll their ankle. If, they have, if, if someone happens to step off of a curb or, or an, an uneven edge, there is a chance that part of their ankle is not ready uh, and, and when it lands, it accidentally rolls outwards. Most of us, if not all of us, have had this at least once, probably several times, unfortunately. This is a very common injury, not usually very concerning, can be, but um, in general it's frustrating, but usually it goes away pretty quickly depending on exactly how bad you injured it. So the lateral ankle sprain is usually acutely developed uh, with some swelling, sometimes a little bruising. The good news is that if you can walk immediately after, say five or 10 steps, there's a very good chance you don't need any x-rays. There's something called the Ottawa ankle rules, and they are a set of rules to basically determine whether or not someone needs an x-ray and if, you know, really determining how severe an ankle or foot injury is. So they basically say that if you can walk, uh, it, realistically at least five or 10 steps uh, after an injury, then there's a very good chance you really don't need x-rays. But if it hurts to walk, if you every time you put your foot down, you're screaming in pain, there's usually something potentially concerning and wrong, then there's a very good chance that you may have fractured something uh, and you probably wanna get it checked out and at least get x-rays and maybe more. So the lateral ankle sprain has three ligaments, the uh, the, the one closest to the front of the foot is the most commonly injured and in a grade one or a mild injury, that's gonna be the thing that we have a tendency to injure the most. Then the one underneath it 
that would kind of goes straight down. It's called the CFL. That usually gets more injured in, in, in more of the, the, the moderate sprains, the, the grade twos. If you happen to also sprain the back part, which is called the PTFL, this is, is, is kind of coming off of the bone on the side of, uh, of our, our ankle, and that has a tendency to go a little backwards. That usually um, can be very tender, but that's not a commonly injured uh, ligament. Usually you have to injure the front one and the bottom one in order really to injure the back one. So if you injure that, there's a good chance you really damaged um, uh, and, and rolled your ankle hard. Uh, the good news is that if it is a grade one, usually you can walk these off. Some people will wear an ACE bandage. A lot of the times they will consider icing. You can take oral anti-inflammatories. That all can be helpful. Um, a lot of the times you don't need to uh, use crutches or anything like that for a grade one. Grade ones usually will scar down the tissues and heal in the next uh, week or two. This is what traditionally most of us are dealing with when we have an ankle sprain. But uh, as we get more of the severe type, grade twos, that's really when we start getting concern for additional damage, how long we're gonna be off of it, if there's any fractures, and then realistically, if we need any more uh, you know, uh, significant um, protective braces or anything like that. So grade twos uh, traditionally are a moderate sprain. You're probably gonna have to be off of your foot for a couple days, up to a week, maybe even two, um, uh, especially basketball players or anybody that's repetitively jumping or landing on other people's feet accidentally. Uh, this is a very common injury. And every time you roll that ankle, those ligaments have a tendency to tear a little bit more and, and they don't heal very well. So they almost like uh, putting asphalt on a, a, a hole in the road and expecting it to be just as good as the original road. Unfortunately, it's not gonna be. And that's kind of what happens to the ligament. So uh, a lot of people will wear lace-up ankle braces or something along those lines uh, to help with stabilization once they get uh, back to normalcy to prevent it from, from, from uh, re-injuring. And, and there is some data to support those do actually help. What other things can you do? Well, working with physical therapy can be very effective and helpful to uh, improve the range of motion, but also prevent this injury from potentially happening again. But another thing that we can do uh, is inject uh, different types of uh, products in and around those ligaments to re-strengthen them. Uh, this is not an area traditionally we use steroid. It uh, could be used, but it's probably not in your best interest. Uh, so ideally, we're going to use something along the lines of prolotherapy. Uh, you can use PRP, spinning down the blood and, and taking the uh, growth factor rich layer. If you have a significant injury, you can consider something along the lines of bone marrow, uh, adipose fat stem cells, or even amniotic tissue allograft if you're really looking to solidify that area or you've dealt with this uh, for a long period of time and you know it's going to re-injure again and you want to see if you can prevent it from happening. Uh, moving on to the medial aspect or the inner aspect of the ankle, this is a very, very strong ligament. If we look here, this is what we call the deltoid ligament. It's actually broken up into three parts, but we think of it as one. This is a very difficult injury to sustain. Traditionally, because that ligament is so strong, we usually roll our ankle outwards before we roll it inwards. If you do happen to roll it inwards, there's a good chance uh, you really did a good number on it because uh, that takes a lot of stress even to flex that 
ligament. So a, a medial ankle sprain is not very common at all. And when it is, usually it is relatively severe and sometimes can even be associated with a fracture or, a, a, or a, another associated injury nearby. These definitely take physical therapy, uh, usually an MRI or an ultrasound exam. And then sometimes will even require surgery depending on the severity uh, of the injury. You can consider injections depending on what you're finding as well. Uh, high ankle sprains are a little bit of a unique situation. This is something that we have a tendency to see in American football. Uh, the ankle itself uh, is not that more so involved as it is the lower leg. Uh, the high ankle is actually what we call the syndesmotic ligament, which is a thick uh, kind of membrane in between the two lower leg bones that keeps that ankle together. Traditionally, these happen when we have a tendency to land directly on our toes and someone has a tendency to push the, our, the back of our leg. Uh, so the, the, the toes essentially jam, causing this uh, membrane to separate. Uh, the high ankle sprain is the most severe, at least in my opinion, out of all of the ankle sprains. It takes the longest to heal uh, and a lot of the times it takes uh, several months of physical therapy to really get back to 100%. Um, even mild ones are very frustrating, can take several weeks. These are not something you're going to want to just uh, walk on and, and, and assume it goes away because it does not go away and it's only going to make everything worse. Every time you put your foot down, the ligaments in between those two lower leg bones keep that joint, that ankle joint intact. Well, if you sprain that ligament, then there's a good chance every time you put your foot down, the ankle uh, the two bones in the ankle want to spread and that causes significant pain. So you have to re-stabilize uh, the strength of that uh, ligament in between those two lower leg bones in order so when you do put your foot down, it doesn't want to spread and it doesn't cause any pain. Um, this is traditionally something that it takes a long time with physical therapy. Uh, even the professional athletes struggle for months with this injury. Uh, and you can get a couple different types of surgeries usually associated with very high grade or fractures as well. We do inject these. These are something that can be fixed with uh, some high level regenerative medicine injections uh, and it can also help speed up the recovery process uh, for any of the uh, professional or high level athletes as well. Let's move on to the Achilles, which is technically uh, a lower leg injury, but I'll uh, group it here in with the ankles. Uh, so the Achilles is a very common injury. Uh, it has what we call a dichotomy split, which means it has a tendency to happen in two different age populations. You have your younger uh, populations, usually between 18 and say 25. Usually those are basketball players. Uh, not always, but uh, traditionally uh, you can have wear and tear or acute tendinitis. And then you have the older population, which is usually in the 40s to 60s, uh, that is usually an, an acute injury, uh, whether it can be from running or, or several different um, modalities. It's usually a wear and tear injury that is finally the straw that breaks the camel's back. So you have three different types of Achilles injuries, and I'll show the little model here. So the Achilles is the uh, thick, thick tendon that comes from the back of the legs. It's actually an extension of the calf muscle uh, that uh, the calf muscle turns into a taper it then tapers down and comes here and inserts onto your heel well uh, the important thing to note is the 
Achilles tendon essentially picks up your foot. So uh, without your Achilles tendon, you really can't walk normally. You have to uh, walk almost like a duck where you swing your foot outwards so that you don't trip over your toes. Um, you can wear a device that can help with this, but in actuality, this is a very uncomfortable injury, very painful, uh, and it really limits your lifestyle. Walking, running, uh, even sleeping can be very challenging with a well, uh, with an uncomfortable Achilles injury. Um, when you uh, have the three different types of injuries, the uh, the acute tendonitis is inflammation in and around the tendon. Uh, tendinopathy usually refers to chronic inflammation that has not subsided and usually is over uh, six weeks or longer. You can have acute tendinitis uh, on top of chronic tendinopathy and that's usually what happens in older people. Um, and then unfortunately sometimes that can lead to uh, a full thickness tear or at least a partial thickness tear of the Achilles tendon. When you look at the tendon it is very, very close to the skin, uh, less than a, probably an eighth of an inch underneath the skin. There's really not much between the skin and the actual tendon. So uh, when you put an ultrasound probe on it, and I have a video that I will show you uh, in a separate series uh, of someone uh, you know, looking at it under ultrasound, you can see exactly the structural integrity of the tendon. It is very, very obvious. Even if someone doesn't know what they're looking at, uh, can easily be shown how uh, how the Achilles tendon looks very quickly. Um, you can see a couple different injuries within the tendon. You can see a, a, a mild tear. You can see a large tear, and you can also see a tear where it inserts in and around the, the actual base of the of the toe, or, or, or where it inserts onto the bone. Uh, there are two areas of the Achilles tendon that like to tear. Uh, you have the insertional one on the bone, not quite as common, but it's still pretty common. The most common area is about two thumb widths above where it inserts onto the bone. This is actually what we call a watershed area. That essentially means that there is poor blood supply, and that's uh, where you have little micro tears. Uh, they don't heal because there's no good blood supply going there to, to, to provide nutrients to heal the tissue, and chronically these have a tendency to uh, cause more and more tearing and then eventually it causes a large tear or a full thickness tear. So how do we treat uh, Achilles tendon injuries? Well, if it is an acute tendonitis, you can uh, immobilize in a, in a boot, one of those what we call cam walker boots. You can uh, take the stress off it with either crutches or a walker or one of those little wheeled scooters for a week or two. Oftentimes that will significantly help. Uh, a lot of people will wear an insert in the sole of their shoe to raise up the uh, actual uh, heel so that it's taking stress off that tendon. And um, you can also uh, inject different things in there. Uh, this is not an area where you want to do any type of uh, steroid injection because that is going to significantly increase the risk of injury and, and probably lead to a worsening tear. Um, the the uh, PRP, prolotherapy, uh, stem cell, and amniotic tissue allograft are all very, very effective for this injury. Um, they have a tendency to, to uh, heal uh, significantly, uh, allow the tissue to, to get new blood supply, get new blood growth, and a lot of the times can even uh, restabilize this whole area. Physical therapy is very important for this as well. Sometimes 
uh, depending on the level of injury, the level of, of, of person sustaining it and what you're trying to go back to goal-wise, you may not even need surgery. Uh, the professional athletes have a tendency to undergo surgery because they're not really going to be able to perform uh, in the manner that they're expecting them to without surgery. But most people can get away with, uh, unfortunately, several months of rehab and, and maybe an injection or two to get them back to normalcy. You will see this in runners. You will see this in tennis players. Uh, this can be very uncomfortable and, and kind of take over your life if you allow it to. Uh, it, they can be very frustrating injuries. As far as uh, some of the other different types of injuries that we can see in the ankle, uh, there are essentially three different ligaments um, or, or tendons that, uh, co that, that come down and, and get inflamed. Uh, you have one on the inside of the ankle and you have two on the outside of the ankle. The uh, one on the inside is called the posterior tibialis uh, and, it's, and it's a tendon that runs along the kind of side and back part of the ankle and, and runs up underneath. Um, this is something that you can actually trace with your finger and if it's angry and inflamed, you will know it. This is usually uh, a combination uh, of uh, addressing it with physical therapy and sometimes you can put them in a, in a boot and, and significantly do better. These also do really well with injections. Um, there is a something called too many toes sign, which usually means that this tendon is weak and we start to become a little bit more flat-footed and the foot actually rotates out and you can, if you stand behind someone, you can actually see uh, their, uh, the, their toes from behind them uh, on one side, the injured side, and then the other side, you don't see their toes at all. That means that the tendon uh, is really weak and the, the foot is starting to rotate laterally or outward because of the injury. So once you correct it, usually this will correct itself. Um, it, when you have an injury on the anterior or lateral side, uh, uh, this uh, is not as common, but can be very painful, especially picking up the foot or rotating it outward. Uh, it, it can be very tender. There's a tendon that runs right near it called the peroneal tendon, which is a thick tendon that comes uh, down from the uh, kind of lower leg and radiates and attaches actually to the base of the, of the, of the little toe, the fifth toe. Uh, that can be very uh, common or very painful, and, but it does heal with a combination of immobilization, uh, a little bit of physical therapy exercises, and if you want to inject it, very helpful as well. Traditionally, not something you're going to do surgery on unless you failed everything else or it's uh, completely torn. Uh, there is one other area that I want to talk about a little bit that is not very common in ankle injuries but can happen. Uh, arthritis is not common at all, surprisingly. Uh, especially in our ankles. We do have very limited range of motion within the joint. Even if the, the joint is off by a couple millimeters, you're going to see significant issues within that joint. Uh, unlike the knee and the hip, which are almost prone to arthritis, especially uh, in, in the patients who, who um, unfortunately may be overweight or who have done a lot of activities over time or maybe pre genetically predisposed, the ankle doesn't seem to have those issues. Really the only time that I see um, arthritis in the ankle is usually after a bad fracture or a significant injury where you have what we call reactive or traumatic arthritis. Uh, the last uh, injury that I want to talk about a little bit in the ankle is what we call ankle impingement, which means that 
the uh, nerve is actually getting squeezed in between either uh, two bones or, or a little piece of a bone spur or maybe some tissue. There's a couple different ways it can happen. Not a common injury, but traditionally people will feel a sharp stabbing pain in the front of the ankle or the side of the ankle, and they really don't know why it happened, and it causes a lot of issues with them uh, being able to walk. Uh, so there is a, you know, a relative overview of exactly um, what these injuries uh, entail within the ankle. You have the, the three different types of ankle sprains. You have the Achilles injuries. You have uh, the, the anterior and posterior tibialis uh, tendinopathies. And then you have the peroneal tendinitis as well as our, a little bit of arthritis and uh, the anterior impingement or ankle impingement syndrome. That will collectively do it today for our podcast. I hope this was not too much information uh, I can make these hours long, but I uh, prefer to keep them relatively concise around the 20-ish minute mark. Uh, as you can see, this can get very complicated very quickly. And if you uh, want to know more, you can check out our website at theosteocenter.com. We have some very good videos uh, that are, are, are on there that can help you differentiate. Um, if you want to come in for either a, a formal evaluation or uh, a, a phone consult, if you don't happen to live near one of our offices, we can also happily help and, and determine which path uh, of treatment that you're looking to uh, get back to. Thank you for tuning in. If you liked the video, be sure to hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe. And if you're listening on a podcast, we would appreciate a five-star review and any comments. Thank you very much. Take care. We'll see you next week.